All right. Welcome to This Is Our Year, the Minnesota football show. So here we are. It's the Cowboys pregame. Uh, Vikings and Cowboys play at U.S. Bank Stadium at 325 this Sunday. So um, first three, first non-noon and non-primetime game, correct? I think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that we've played at uh, 325 so far this year. And we've played at 830, so we will have done the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Wait, we didn't play uh, – we haven't done Thursday Night Football yet, so – once yeah, we do, we've covered all the time slots at least. Right. All, if you talk about if you consider prime time, you know that that makes sense. I, yeah. I think the only well, there's only one slot that we would have to wait for to get, and that would be the Super Bowl slot. Because I think that starts oh, yeah, at, a, at five o'clock, baby. That's a five o'clock game, so we're missing one more. Right. I mean, the world still doesn't know how Kirk Cousins performs at five o'clock. Well, and there's also so usually to start the year. Sometimes they'll do a Monday Night Football doubleheader, where sometimes they'll do like a game that starts at like eight or nine. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah. you know, I think they actually did that on the week that the Vikings had Monday Night Football. Huh. I think they. Had oh yes, yeah, you're right. There were two play. games going on at the same time there. Yeah, seemed weird. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. Well, there, there was definitely a few things that we forgot to talk about from that Bills game, speaking of the Bills. Um, well, for one, you know, let's before we get into this Cowboys thing, Christian Derrissaw and Caleb Evans both had to leave the game due to injuries, uh, first of all. And uh, their replacements, Blake Brandle at tackle and Duke Shelley at corner, really, they did a lot to help seal this game. Yeah, Duke Shelley just barely missed getting a P.I. call at the end of the game that he probably probably should have been called, but hey, they'll let the boys play and that's what they did. No, but, it's yeah. one of those things throughout throughout that whole game. They were they were consistent on those things, you know. They were letting them play in the end zone, letting them tussle. But yeah, when he came out of nowhere, it was like passes broken up by Shelley. I was like, who the hell is that? I've no, never I, seen I, that I I've never seen that TV. guy in my life. Like, who who is this man? Never seen him. It could have been it could have been Mikey Kalpakov, you know, and I it was like you know anybody could have been there, and I would have been who who is that, you know? Right, exactly. No, wow. I mean, so so props to that guy, props to Duke Shelley and Blake Brandle. He filled in admirably for Christian Derisaw. There weren't really any problems. I think a lot of people were very worried. I was very worried. When Darisaw had to leave the game, I'm like, oh, no, this is it. You know, we're finally just starting to make a run. We're kind of coming back. Darisaw has to leave. This isn't good. This is where the wheels fall off. And it didn't happen. No, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I guess it's just kind of reflective of what they really think of him when they they keep him on the roster. They let, they let Rashad Hill go this year. Uh and they put him in just ready to go. And he, he was ready. So, so props to that guy as well. One other thing that has kind of came from the, the aftermath of this game is the emergence of the public knowing about Paul Allen. Yeah. 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 That was another thing I wanted to talk about too. Uh, Pat McAfee played his, uh, his call of the last couple of minutes of the game, the last two minutes of regulation and overtime on his show. And uh, LeBron 
called him out too. Called him a national treasure. And then from there, it was just like, <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you got to listen to the last two minutes of regulation before going into uh, overtime. I mean, Paul Allen was, I he was on something else. He was, uh, I mean, I know this guy is kind of like a fiery guy can get his voice up there, but he was, I, I he was a couple. Uh, he was a, a couple of screams away from popping a blood vessel or something. He just looked or sounded just unhinged. No, so, I, I mean, and you see the video too. He he did look. He looked unhinged as well. Yeah, he. I mean, he, and it was funny because I think the GM or the owner of the Bills was sitting in the box right next to him. So there were several times in that like last couple minutes, he's like describing the owner's like reactions. <laughs> it is hilarious. It is just absolutely amazing. No, I guess I think there were multiple times where the owner was like standing up and cheering and then like rolling his eyes and like walking away within the same like minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, Paul Allen, he's got the national spotlight. PA, we love you, PA. But uh, I also just saw uh, Christian Darisaw is cleared to play this Sunday. Yes, he's, he is. Uh, past uh, concussion protocol. And also another cool thing is he's – I just saw that he's the highest-rated run um, blocker right now in the NFL. He might be – I think he's the highest-rated uh, left tackle, tackle. Yeah. in the NFL overall from PFF. So, yeah, that's what it was, I was looking at. So congratulations to him. Yeah, absolutely. I know he said earlier this year that his goal was to make a Pro Bowl, but he changed his goal so far. His goal is to be a first-team All-Pro, and he is well on his way to be there. If he – he keeps playing like this. He's a first-team All-Pro. Especially for, for a sure. young guy of his age. I mean, this what, second – well, no. Is this his second year in the league? Yes, second year in the league. Yeah, it's his is second this... season. He, he didn't get the start right away. And was he – yeah, well, he didn't get the start because he was fighting some injury last year. So, if, if you think about it, this is his first true full season. Yeah, which is mind-blowing that we, we just now have this perennial tackle. Who, who would have thunk it, you know? I yeah, did no. I and did. You, you did. So, you did. I was the, the one that was blowing his horn, tooting his trombone. His, I was all on board with Christian Darisaw from the beginning. No, you're right. We can check the receipts. Yeah, you, you, you had the right call on that one. Well, yes, but, uh, we knew that he was going to be good, but who knew that the Vikings were going to be able to even like you know? It would have just seemed so us to you know he would not pan out or you know. It, somehow something would happen, you know, but we actually have a perennial guy. Right. And line. like, you know, I think we all would have been, we all would have been happy if he would have been, you know, if he'd be performing like a top 10, top 12 left tackle in this league, because we've gone so long with having a severely under average offensive line, but he is, he has delivered so much more than that, more than a top five. He is the guy this year. And he's only 23 years old. Jeez. And like yeah, offensive like line, it. that's one of those positions where, you know, if, if you're good, the longer that you can last in this league, the better that you can become. Yeah. Well, you just learn so many tactics, so many little tricks up the sleeve, especially playing in that position now where it's it's a tough position being on the line because you're just so watched. Uh, I want to see – I would actually like to see a stat broken down of like all – typical plays and fl- flags thrown and how, how many of them go to offensive linemen. Uh, stat I feel like, what? Stat that. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> should stat that. Cause I, I really wonder, cause I mean, I feel like you're, they're one of the most watched, especially by the refs position 
because it's literally being a fraction of a second earlier late can blow up a whole play. So I really would like to see the – I should look that up, see what the stat uh, the stats are for that. Right. I bet, yeah, I mean, it's mostly probably O-linemen and DBs, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, but, yeah, no, that's uh, just excellent that he – he will be back. He's past concussion protocol. He was wearing a red jersey uh, yesterday at practice, but I guess the red jersey is gone now. He was a full participant today, along with uh, Justin Jefferson, who it seems like he was a full participant. He's in. Not that there was really any uh, concern of him missing anything, but he was listed as a uh, questionable and limited throughout this week with a toe injury. But it turns but he was out like, no, nah, my toe's fine. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it seems that it was, it really was minor and it was very precautionary, which, yeah, be careful with JJ. We don't need him aggravating a toe injury of all things at practice, you know? I feel bad for whoever had to massage that to get it back to health. I mean, someone had to do it, probably, I'm guessing. And that's, yeah, not, a shot, that's not a shot on JJ. That's a shot on literally anybody whose job is to massage someone's toe. Right. No, I hear you. Um, a Caleb Evans is also ruled out along with Dalvin Tomlinson for another week. He will be out. Uh, did we mention that Cam Dantzler went on the IR in the last yes. episode? Or maybe not. No. I don't know if we well, mentioned anyway. that he went on the IR. I know we did discuss his injury a little bit. Yeah, he is on the IR. So I don't know if he went on the IR before the last game or if he went on early this week. But that means he's he's going to be missing at least you know, the next four games. Whether I, I don't remember if he was put on before this last game, but so pretty much about a month, way, he'll be gone for about a month. Dantzler will be out for a while, but uh, I did actually see, I think it's confirmed that Andrew Booth will be getting his first career start. So, over a Caleb Evans, well, Caleb Evans is out, he's he's hurt. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, so it would be over Duke Shelley. <laughs> I think Chandon Sullivan's probably still gonna be, you know, in the nickel. Yep. So, I mean, I think it's interesting. Andrew Booth, uh, I think he's probably got a lot of potential to make some big plays. I think he's just got to keep away from those flags. That was a big problem during the preseason. And it did – I think he drew a flag or two during the Bills game, didn't he? Um, yeah, there was one, one or – I know what you're talking about. There was a couple instances. and He got cooked on a play, too. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing PA. It was a it was a welcome to the NFL moment. Uh, Diggs put a spin move on him. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully we can you know see some of that get cleaned up a bit because you know he's going to be have to having to go against some good Cowboys receivers. Yeah. How are the Cowboys looking for injury? Do they have anything? Um, give me just a second. I'll pull that up there. But there is actually um, one more kind of concerning injury for the Vikings. Zadarius Smith has been limited in practice all week, and he is listed as questionable going into this game. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, I think Daniil, Daniil's been obviously, you know, he's been showing up big time lately. You know, again, it was one of those things we talked about it. Sometimes moving to a 3-4 scheme, if you've been at a base 4-3, it takes a little bit of time for you to get into it. And it seems like he's gotten into it. But, uh yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if he can do it, not on his own, but if these next guys can uh, show up, you know, if yeah. they need to step up for Zedarius. Which, I mean, I trust a guy like DJ Wanham. You know, he's proven to be a, uh, 
pretty good pass rusher. You've got other guys in the interior that have been playing well in Dalvin Tomlinson's absence. We've got good depth there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I found one injury report, but it doesn't seem like it is uh, exactly accurate. So we're looking at the injury report on vikings.com. There we go. So we've got a few DNPs. Uh, Brian Anger, their punter. And oh, Quentin no, Bohanna. not the punter. Oh, I know, right? Uh, they they got a defensive tackle. They have been out for the last couple of days. They're questionable for the game. Let's see. Who else did they have? Michael Gallup and Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith, a tackle. Uh, they were full participants. They don't have a designation for the game. And who else here? You got Anthony Brown, a cornerback. He seems like he had a concussion. He cleared protocol. And he was a full participant at practice today. He's still questionable for the game. Ezekiel Elliott with a knee injury. He's been limited all week. He's questionable. Yeah, um, Tony Pollard is the better back anyways. No, I mean, that's true. I mean, Jerry Jones can say, oh, we go where Zeke takes us all we want. But at this point, Tony Paul, it, it's Tony Pollard's time. Yeah, he, he's really stepped up and been great for my fantasy team too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he has. That's, that's good. That's good for you. But anyway, also, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, defensive end, he didn't practice on Wednesday and Thursday. He went back to practice in a limited capacity uh, today on Friday. He's questionable for the game. And Anthony Barr with a hamstring injury. He was limited all week, and he is also questionable for this game. I didn't. Is he a starter on their defense? Uh, I I, I want to say he's a depth guy, but I think he does get he does get time out on the field. Huh. I mean, clearly to get injured, but yeah. Yeah, because I mean, he's. I, I don't know what kind of role he has. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I, honestly, the Cowboys aren't a team that I've been watching too closely this season. Yeah, who likes watching Cowboys football? Well, they're America's team. So, I mean, clearly enough people. Then like maybe it. I'm not American. Yeah, I mean, that's. Ugh, I, I hate it. I hate that. But, you know, that saying's been around long before us. So, I guess. What do you do? Yeah, but yeah. Huh. So it sounds like they're pretty beat up. Yeah, they're they're banged up as well. I think their offense is still looking pretty good. I mean, they've got a couple of uh, well, they've got a tackle who looks like he well, he's not even questionable. Uh, and Michael Gallup, you know, he's not even questionable either. They were full participants. I don't even know why they were on the injury report. But no, I think their offense still looks really good. Their defense is a little bit beat up, and I think that's really where we can capitalize. If we look at a. Uh, the Cowboys and the Packers game last week, they were able to get some pretty big air yards. The Packers were up against uh, up against that Cowboys secondary. I'm just looking up the stats here. Let's see. Um, Cowboys versus Packers box score. Yeah, I hope we could have faced the Cowboys that the Packers got this last week. If we face them, I kind of feel pretty confident going into that game. No, I do too. I mean, especially also, didn't even get to mention it yet, Packers lose on Monday Night Football. uh, Not Monday Night, Thursday Night Football this week to the Titans. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're back to four and six. It doesn't look good for this Packers team. They're dead. The one thing that does look good for them is they got a 
a stud of a rookie. What's his name? Is it uh, the wide receiver? NDSU, baby, Christian Watson. Yeah, I mean, G is in one week, he's gotten five touchdowns. Well, let's yeah. not forget, he was the guy that dropped that huge ball against us week one. Right. He I mean, yeah, still, but he has more receiving touchdowns than any other rookie receiver this year, and he's done it in one week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two so, games, but six days, two games. Okay, all right. Check this out. So Aaron Rodgers went 14 for 20, 224 yards, three passing touchdowns, all to Christian Watson. So, I mean, he didn't throw the ball all that many times during that game, but he didn't have to. Aaron Jones carried the ball 24 times for 138 yards and a touchdown. He averaged 5.8 yards a carry. A.J. Dillon was even at, even able to average five yards a carry on 13 carries for 65 yards. So it seems like this Cowboys defense, you might be able to run the ball against them. Well, and that's par for the course as as far as those Cowboys, for what I've been hearing at least, is that, yeah, their run defense has been pretty porous. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's really, that's how our offense is able to get going. You know, if we can run the ball, we can get the play action, get, you know, Kirk able to run those play actions and uh, get the ball to JJ. God, watch, then, they're somehow not going to run the ball at all. <laughs> I mean, it's it's entirely possible. It really is. Which brings us to hot takes. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Carrie? I, I'm, is it wrong to say that it's not that I'm not a believer yet. It's just, I'm not used to a winning Vikings team. I'm expecting them to pretty much at any point, you know, it was like the whole pimple popping thing. I I feel like at some point they're going to have to screw something up major. Right. Right. Right? Maybe. maybe not. So I'm going to say my hot take this week is that the defense is going to let up, let's say, 125 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Ooh, I mean, that seems like – I feel like Zeke Pollard – not Zeke Pollard, Tony Pollard. He's the kind of guy who can get some really big explosive plays. That's what I'm saying. So, yes, I'm going to – that's my hot take. Uh, Vikings defense is going to let up 125 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Hmm. Austin, do you have a hot take for this one? Yeah, it's not a good one. Um, I, have a, I have a hot take that uh, the Cowboys are going to keep Kirk Cousins under 200 passing yards. Hmm. Mm. Okay. It's okay. It's not all – you say it's not a good one. It's not always about the quality of the takes. It's, you know, the fact that we manufacture takes week in and week out. At least we've got takes to give. It's not yes. up to us to decide whether or not they are good or bad. Just just keep it open. Keep them coming. That's really all it is, you know? Yep. I've got, I've got a hot take. So, Zedarius and Daniil, they're the only duo in the league where both pass rushers are in the top 10 in pressures. Zedarius is number one with 55 pressures. And Daniil is tied for number 10 with 38. And uh, Cowboys QBs have only been sacked 14 times this year. Um, Dak has been sacked seven and Cooper Rush has been sacked seven times. So my hot take is that this D-line, they get to the quarterback six times on Sunday. Uh Uh-oh. I think it, it could happen because this Vikings D, they have forced the second most turnovers this year 
18. And they're second only to the Eagles, who have forced 20. Uh, Cowboys are fifth as far as that goes. They have forced 15 turnovers. So I don't know. I, I really think the Vikings D, it's weird. It's weird because they, I think the Vikings defense is still kind of a sneaky under the radar good defense. Any chance that the Vikings offense had of being an under the radar good team, it's gone. Justin Jefferson eliminates that. And I think, you know, the cost of that is definitely worth it. But I don't know. I think this Vikings defense still is a, they're still a sneaky good defense. If you ask me. Even if, what if Zedarius is out then, Mikey? Ooh, I mean, if Zedarius is out, I think that changes the whole thing because I think a lot of it is, you know, they're that duo of these two, you know, very, very high pressure uh, creating individuals. And I don't know if Patrick Jones and DJ Wanham are able to do that. And I think we have seen tangible steps forward in DJ Wanham's growth this year and Patrick Jones as well. So I don't know, but I think if, if uh, Zedarius does play and he's been limited all week, there wasn't a day that he did not practice. So I have a belief that Zedarius will be in the game, but if he does not play, you know what? It's a hot take. Who's really caring if we, if we're right or wrong on this stuff. I think whether Zedarius is in or not, they get six sacks. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, Mikey. We'll have to see. I mean, I, I think if Zadarius is not there, that definitely takes a lot away from our defense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too sold on Dak Prescott either, you know? I mean, I'm certainly not sold on Cooper Rush, but I don't know. I don't, how good has Dak really been this year? It's it's tough to say. I think the, he has not been the the one that the offense has been, you know, rolling through. It's been the run game. It's been Tony Pollard. I genuinely that that's what it's been. It's been good tight end play. It's kind of the short pass game, dink dunk, and then run all over. Hmm. At least that's that's kind of what I'm seeing. You know, Dak has not really been lighting it up, lighting it up like he has in the past. No, I guess, and and I guess, to be fair here, Dak has only played, what, four games this season? Yeah, and who knows if he's even 100% healthy, even after all this time out. Right, and and that's just it. He's thrown four games, six touchdowns, uh, 63.8 completion percentage, 856, excuse me, 856 passing yards, and a rate of 85.9. I don't know. I just don't know. Is this passing offense, is it multidimensional enough? I mean, I think you got guys, Michael Gallup, you know, he's maybe good for, I don't know, a few yards a game, maybe a couple of catches. I mean, the offense seems, the passing offense seems to run through CD Lamb, Dalton Schultz since Dak has been back. Not so much when Cooper Rush is at QB. Do you think we'll see a Cooper Rush appearance? I hope not. I, if we if we do, I think we lose. You uh, think so? Yeah, I think I think, I think, I think if we have see a Cooper Rush. I think that's that's indicative that you know we're kicking the tar out of them so bad that they don't want to put Dak in that. No, I don't think they'll pull Dak out unless he's hurt. 
But if Cooper Rush comes in, I think this game's a loss. We had a hard time with Cooper Rush. He did very, very well against us last year. I mean, I guess that was a totally different scheme. That was Mike Zimmer. You really that scared of Cooper Rush? Um, I think a lot of people should be scared of Cooper Rush. He doesn't lose. Except for what he did. When he came in because Dak was injured and already lost the game. But so he lost the game this year. He lost the game before Dak came back. That was that was the game that he came in because Dak got pulled out. I think out of the I believe out of the four or five starts he had, he won all of them. I believe he lost, wasn't it, to the Eagles? I'm pretty sure that was the game that Dak got taken out on. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm looking at it here. No, that the uh, he he went into the game. Looks like he played from week two, three, four, five, and six, and he lost his last game, and that was against the Eagles. Which is a tough team to lose against. Still. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, if we're talking about the Eagles, which we're going to be talking about the Eagles a lot more throughout this season, they're a beatable team. Though they did, uh, they made some uh, key additions to their defensive line. Again, it seems to me that they are just getting everybody out there who's available or not. And yeah, it's a retirement home. Line. Yeah, I mean, they just signed. Uh, the big goon himself, Limval Joseph, to a former Viking. Hero. Yep, former Viking, Viking hero, Viking favorite. You know, I, I still love his big man touchdown. One of my favorite plays. I think that was actually against the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Yeah, and they also just signed uh, Indomitian Sue. Two big know, dudes. They gotta yeah. sharpen up that run defense. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, for one sure. thing we haven't quite touched on yet. You know, the whole NFL world is watching where Odell's going to go. Did you guys hear Justin Jefferson's quote? What did he say? Um, Justin Jefferson said he talked to Odell Beckham Jr. before and after the game. And one of his quotes, um, because he talked to Odell before the game, just to, I think, you know, chat, whatever. And then after the game, Odell, you know, texted or like they called and they're about the catch, you know, the catch that broke the Internet. And um, Justin said in his quote, uh, talked after the Bills game on Sunday about, quote, all of the things we're excited for in the future. Now, what do we think that means? I mean, it's intentionally vague is one of those things. You know, it seems like a lot of players on a lot of teams are, you know, doing some recruitment. And not just players that Jerry Jones straight up has said, you know, to the media, he's like, oh, man, Odell would sure look great with a star on the side of his head. Oh, you know, that was a great really... Jerry Jones, Mikey. Can we can we get that again? Can we get a replay? I'm not doing that. Come on. Oh, he'd look, he'd look great <laughs> with a star on his helmet. <laughs> it's not good. But anyway, I mean, Jerry Jones, for one, you got Von Miller over on the Bills, who is basically all but guaranteeing Odell's going to the Bills. And now you got Jefferson throwing in this little comment here. The only thing that makes me think that maybe Odell isn't coming to the Vikings, Vikings aren't on that list. I don't know if you've seen that list that, you know, he is allegedly put out of list, like teams that he would be willing to go to, which includes what? Chiefs, Bills, 
Cowboys, 49ers, and Giants. I think those are the teams. Yeah. Yep. So and, and I don't know. At this point, I think it's all. What if this Cowboys game like, is like a? I'll, I'm going to go to the winner of this game. That's why he's been taking so long. Well, I've seen that, and you know something that I have thought about, and I, I am happy that you bring up this conversation because I've thought about you know maybe he just truly isn't sure. You know, it seems like the Vikings would be a good fit for him as far as you know he's got his LSU ties. You know, with multiple yep. players there, uh, Kevin O'Connell, who he has worked with, won a Super Bowl with. Gets along great with. Uh, maybe it just didn't. It didn't seem right because he knows that they probably won't be able to offer him a multi-year deal. But if maybe if the Vikings can prove, you know, and as they have been proving, they beat the Bills. Okay, you know, he's like, okay, now we're talking. It's possible. It's like, okay, well, now beat the Cowboys, and now now we're really thinking. You know, that's what I'm saying. I think it's it's in the future. It's in I the cards. I think hypothetically, if it were to happen, I I don't see it being more than a one-year deal. I know that he wants a multi-year deal, but I think if he were to join the Vikings, it would be a one-year deal, and he'd go and get a multi-year deal somewhere else after this year. Because I think it seems to me that it would be, all right, this is our chance. We're here now. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Are you with us, Odell? That seems to be what the vibe is, just to me, in my estimation. And that seems right, you know, but hey, it's the Correct. NFL, baby. The Josh Allen fumbled on the one-yard line. Anything's possible. You're right Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Odell take his, like, last contract in Bitcoin? Yes. he. I did hear that he has some financial things going right now because he took a chunk of his last contract in Bitcoin. You know that must have just completely drained his contract. Well, I don't know any specifics, and I don't know enough about Bitcoin to be able to speak on behalf of it. You hear about the the Nike lawsuit now? Yes. That's probably to make up for it, you know? Right. Well, it's like – so basically, long story short, I'm not – you know, I'm not a reporter on this. So whatever. Long story short, uh, Odell is suing Nike because they had a deal. He held up his end of the deal – allegedly and they allegedly have not held up their side of the deal and it's what i think they wanted they wanted to find him like two million dollars or something like that and if you think about it for a big company like nike what is two million dollars and why are you starting a fight with you know one of the faces of your franchise it just i don't know a super bowl winner you know he's been it seems like as of late he's been nothing but you know a good example you know he's a little dramatic sometimes but like it i don't know to me it doesn't seem like he's a bad teammate or anything no i don't know what the there's got to be other weird financial weird things happening there i'm sure yeah i don't know and that's you know that's something to monitor but i remember when when he tweeted that what earlier this week maybe late last week whatever the case you know it seemed like there was news on odell i'm like oh geez did he sign somewhere no no he's He's suing Nike. He just wants some money. And, you know, I don't Basically, just about every time, why, why would I side with the, with the giant corporation, you know? Sure, Odell is a millionaire, and he probably doesn't really need the money, but he needs it more than Nike does. That's for sure. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see what comes to fruition. Remember, we, you know... We, we got a little side bet going here. So we'll, we'll, I'm monitoring the 
the Odell signing situation very closely. Let's just yeah, say that. for sure. So it, it, let's let's just recap on that. So if he signs with the Giants, then you get to host a show. Yes. Yep. If uh, <laughs> I picked I picked the Cowboys, but really it's kind of default that I'm hosting the show. So if he signs with the Cowboys or literally anywhere other than Baltimore, I think Austin said it's it's all me. I don't win, but I mean, nothing changes. Yeah, you. but, you know, there's the people's opinion of you, Mikey, that, that's at stake here. We're ah. trying to fight the man, you know. No, you're right. You're right. The people. It's the people. All right. How about a score prediction for this one, eh? Eh. Eh. All right. Uh, for me... Gosh, you know, this one, I got to keep it close because they've all been close. I think 27-24 Vikings. Wow. Yep. I'm going to go – I'm going to go with like a Scorigami type score. I'm going 26-27 Vikings. 26-27 Vikings. I like it. I like it. Honestly, that's probably better because the Vikings have not been very good at uh, covering the spread. So I yeah, no. and I think what is the spread two points? Yeah, why are we underdogs? What's the deal? I don't, know. I don't know. First of all, we have a better record, and second of all, it's a home game, so I don't really know what the deal is. And the and the Cowboys are coming off a loss. Yeah, I somebody accidentally it's wacky spilled their coffee on the keyboard. It's wacky. Austin, you have a score prediction? Yeah. Uh, if Dak plays 24-20, Vikings win. If Cooper Rush plays, it's going to be like last year. A million to zero. Yeah, we're going to just lose if Cooper Rush plays. Well, it's possible Cooper Rush plays. I don't think it's likely. We haven't heard any word that, you know, we haven't heard anything about that, so – but, I mean, they do have a capable backup in Cooper Rush. So, you know, anything is possible. But anyway, you know, we're, it seems like we're, we're wrapping up. But we can't, we can't do that until I ask you guys a question. What question, Mike? My question for you is, how well do you remember last season? So, we look at the game between the Cowboys and the Vikings. It was a Halloween game. Uh, Sunday night football, primetime. That was a Cooper Rush game. Now, how many different Cowboys receivers cut touchdowns against the Vikings in that game? Now, did Austin get that last point still? Yep. Yeah, I got it. I got it last one. So Kerry yeah, goes. Nine. So that means it's Kerry's question. Uh, should you choose to accept it? We want the ball and we're going to score. Okay. Okay. How many? Different Cowboys receivers caught touchdowns against the Vikings in 2021. Four. That's my final answer. Final answer. Lock it in. Yep. All right, Austin. Okay. So wait, what's the question again? I'm sorry. How many different Cowboys receivers caught touchdowns against the Vikings in 2021? Is that, do we play them in preseason or is it just that? I I don't think we played them in preseason. And even if we did, that wasn't factored into the question. 
I guess. Okay, fair enough. I just didn't know if you were including preseason. No, um, that's fair. You gotta gotta clarify. I'm not trying to trick you here. Kerry, what did you say? Four. I don't know if I want to repeat. You said Fine, four. He said four. I don't think it was that many. So I'm gonna go three. So if it's below it, the strategy's kind of worked for me. I'm gonna keep it. Final answer? Yes, I'll go three. Okay. Well, the answer is two. <laughs> it was only two. I thought so. Did he throw four touchdowns? No. No, I think he only it was a low scoring game last year. Like yeah, I think you might be thinking of uh of 2020. That was a higher scoring game. Last year was the low scoring one when I think Kirk was, was only... 200 yards too. That's why my hot take was the same. Yeah, it was only 20 to 16. And actually that was actually that was almost going to be my question how many passing yards did Kirk Cousins have? But I said I wasn't trying to trick you, but I was trying to trick you a little bit. It was very unordinary. It was a uh, one to Amari Cooper and one to Cedric Wilson. If you remember the Cedric Wilson one, it was a huge, just explosive, out-of-nowhere play. And uh, the Amari Cooper touchdown. I remember that one was special because uh, uh, the year before in 2020, but, and this has only happened twice in NFL history where the names of the quarterback and the receiver uh, matched up. I believe Andy Dalton to Dalton Schultz was in 2020 to win the game against the Vikings. And uh, this one was Cooper Rush to Amari Cooper. That's funny. Yeah, so I believe that's the only times in NFL history where that's happened. Nice. And they've both been non-Dak Prescott quarterbacks playing in U.S. Bank Stadium against the Vikings. Yeah, because I was wondering that because I'm like, I swear we played Dallas when uh, Andy Dalton was the QB. So that must have been two years ago. Yeah, that was 2020. And uh, I believe we played the Cowboys. I was just looking at this. They, I think they've won like four out of the last five matchups. Yeah, yeah they, they have our number typically. And I believe they are undefeated at U.S. Bank Stadium. Oh, I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah, seems like it's a scary matchup, but we keep saying it. This team is different. There's something special about this year. I can't quite put a finger on it, but it's there. Mm-hmm. So what's the score now between me and Carrie now that I'm catching up? Okay, now, Austin, you just grabbed another point. So the score is 12-10, Carrie. Oh. You're this, coming back. All right, Austin, don't get too excited. I can, oh. I can yeah, that's oh. true. Carrie might just go up and put, you know, seven unanswered, and then then Austin will come back and do another seven unanswered, and it'll just be a back and forth all the way to the end of the season. But you know, Carrie, you've been you've been pretty consistently in the lead here for a while, so I think you should feel good about it. You just got to make sure you keep it, Austin. Hey, I'm, Austin, I'm just gonna... it seems like you've got a pretty good strategy working here. Um, it seems whether or not you, you know, whether you win or lose you seem to defer to carry and let him have the first answer every time. And you base your answer off of his. And, you know, I'm not going to say that it's Bush league because it's anything working. works here. And if you, you got to do what you got to do to win. And speaking of doing what I got to do to win next week, when I get the question, right, I'm going for two points. You heard it here. You're going for two points. What next does that mean? week. When I, I we're going to find out uh, next week when I get the question right, I'm going for two. Wait, what does that, that mean? 
<laughs> We're going to find out. You're going to have to wait until next week, but I'm going for two. No, you can't. That's not. I'm, like I'm already announcing it. I'm giving you my playbook because I'm that confident your defense can't do anything. Flag on the play. 15-yard penalty. Carrie gets a question. I mean, I was screwed from the beginning when I said, I, we want the ball and we're going to score, because that was a callback to the Seahawks-Packers overtime game where uh, I think it was Matt Hasselbeck said, we want the ball and we're going to score, and ended up throwing a pick six to the Packers. <laughs> I should have I, I known right then and there that I shouldn't have said that. You even know where the reference is from. You shouldn't have said that, man. Yeah, I I wasn't thinking about the actual context of it. I just I wanted to say something cool. Um, it sounded cool. You sounded confident, as I'm sure. No, I did it the too. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I'm bound to happen. Giving my kicker the week off next week. What now? I'm giving my kicker the week off next week. Oh yeah. Only going for twos. No one knows what that means. You know, everyone will after next week. I know we played we played the game last year where we kind of made it like football scoring and you know all that stuff. That's not you do understand that's not what this is. I'm going for two. Okay. Yep. Okay. You are Austin. You're right. You are going for two. Good job. My, my linesmen are all lined up. We're ready to go. Are you gonna run or pass? I'm going for two. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm sick of talking to this guy. <laughs> it's the confidence for me. I like to see it. I do. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. This is going to be certainly a, a different, you know, interesting game. It, it's one that we can afford to lose, I think, as far as the division goes. Like, I think it's pretty safe to say at this point in the season and I'm going to knock on wood here, but it's pretty safe to say, like, I'm not worried about losing the division at this point. I think we'd have to go on a pretty mean losing streak as well as, you know, some division opponents go on a pretty big winning streak. And Green Bay already has their game out of the way for this week. So, and that's a loss. And it doesn't really seem like they have a lot of answers aside from, you know, a few a few plays to Christian Watson, but their defense has not been as good as they wished it would be. So I don't know. Not too worried about green Bay. I believe the bears take on Atlanta this week as well. I don't know. And that's one, like I'm also not really worried about the bears. I guess like if you want to beat Atlanta and they just might, because Justin Fields has decided that he is going to be a historically great running quarterback. Uh, He's, I think I just saw that he's on track to, beat one of Lamar's records yeah single single season quarterback rushing that's good for him good for good for the Bears you know nah who cares it's the Bears yeah it's one of those things like who cares I can sit here and say oh good for you you know <laughs> and uh the Lions get the Giants Saquon and Giants who he might just run all over them I hope yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, it would be. But uh, I don't know. Is is the Lions' offense are they back after that that game against uh, Chicago last week, or does is it really just more that Chicago's defense is truly that bad, or a little of both? 
<laughs> Wild week in the NFL. Any given Sunday, as they say. That is true. Any given Sunday. Uh, Sundays. Also, Saturday. Jeff Saturday, the new Colts head coach. Uh, they will be fighting those Eagles. So, I guess, really, that's who we're rooting for this week. Pretty much any time we can get an Eagles loss, we're here for yep. it. You know, it is so funny. You know, they go back. I think any team that starts off undefeated for that long, they get everybody talking about, oh, will they do the perfect season? It's a curse. Yeah. I that position. Especially when they run into Washington, that's for sure. Right. I, yeah. don't, I don't want Washington in the playoffs. They're a team I, I know we beat, but I'm not, I wasn't confident in us beating. The team that, like, it's kind of intimidating to have. You just, that one guy at a party, you just you don't know who they are, and it's just it's unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. They they are a, they're a sneaky team. You know, mm-hmm. looking at this Eagles schedule, when they were talking about oh, is their road to seventeen and zero, and everybody's like, honestly, they might win every game. Now, when I look at this schedule, I don't know. I don't know what lens is different. I don't know what's changed. But you look at their next five games. Eagles, well, after this week, you got the Colts, you know, who who really knows what's going on. Nobody expected them to win last week, and they did. Uh, you got them against the Packers, which, strangely, we might be wanting the Packers to win that one. I hate to say it, but, I mean, a- any chance that the Eagles can lose. Then they've got the Titans, who are a very, very good, well-coached team that is – very dedicated to the run where that's where kind of the Eagles have struggled a little bit. You got the giants also, that could be another one that they could lose. They got the bears with uh, maybe the best running quarterback in the NFL. They got the Cowboys, you know, that one could go either way. That was very close when they faced them earlier. They got the saints. I think the Eagles will beat the saints. And then to end the year, they got the giants again. So we have not faced the giants yet this year. They haven't. So we don't even know if the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in their division yet. No, we don't. No, we but... do not. And, like, again, when they faced the Cowboys, it was a one-score game. Yeah. I think, well, no, 26-17. So, no, it wasn't. It was, it was nine points. But I think that might have gotten a little bit inflated. I think that they kept it pretty close throughout. You know, I think, and it may be coming from us, I really do think we faced the Eagles at one of their best weeks. Uh, week two, they just were really sync, played very well. And I think, honestly, a lot of uh, that win probably gave them a lot of confidence. Um, I mean, this was before everyone kind of looked at the Vikings and that they're in the same light that we're looking at it now. But like you said, Mikey, a lot of their games have been one-score games. I think that people have just been giving them the benefit of the doubt because they were the undefeated team. Um, but we look back at last year and – the Steelers went 11 and 0, and how did that turn out for them? Right. They really just puttered out toward the end of the season. There's always one. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I think the Philadelphia is a much more completed team than Pittsburgh was last year. I'm really surprised Pittsburgh even went on such a long winning streak. That might have been two years ago with Pittsburgh. That is was it two, two years, years ago. Yeah. Okay. Two but years either ago. way, I mean, that was, you're right. You're, that's still, still totally true. And I think even a couple of years before that, one of one of Brady's last years in New England. It might have been his last, maybe his last year, maybe the year before. I think the Patriots started out like eight and zero or something like that too, and they kind of puttered out as well. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it can happen. And you just hope that, you know, Vikings are 8-1. and one. You hope that they're not one of those teams that'll just putter out. But it does seem like they have, you know. They've got the juice. They do. They've got the juice. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It seems like they've got, you know, they don't have quits in them, which isn't really something that we could say all of last year. You look at the body language. You look at, you know, just the way that they carried themselves. They were defeated before it was over, you know. Not this year. Something's different. Well, to be determined. Absolutely. Okay, honestly, how do we go? Do we go these last couple of podcasts without giving Patrick Peterson the respect that he deserves? No, I think we gave him a few shout outs. I mean, we talked about him after the win. He kind of he was the guy that got the chain. Yeah, because I mean, uh, well, I mean, I mean we, we didn't get to talk about out. that after that one because the video wasn't out yet. Oh, I guess. Uh, I mean, no, he's done really well this season. Uh, he's been. Excellent. I mean, it, he, and he's been stepping up in in positions when, well, for example, example Cameron Dantzler is not playing. You know, we have Patrick Peterson playing at a higher level. Also, I think he's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's finally getting, I think, the recognition here in Minnesota because last season all he did was got – I mean, not all he did, but his biggest moment of last season was that uh, game-winning interception against Chicago in the last week. Yeah. Uh, but now we're actually starting to get a little more uh, – a little more light at what he does. And like we've said before, the, I think the cornerback position is the most scrutinized position in the entire NFL – you can be playing a solid at the bet one of the best games of your season, and then you give up one two catches at the end of the game, and you're the you're the laughing stock. Right then, suddenly you're the one who threw away the game. You know. Yeah, but you, you get a lot of blame. But no, he he's really he's really definitely outperformed any expectations that I think we've we as a we as a show and we as a as a fan base really could have expected this year. You know, he was he was okay this year. He held, last year, he held his own, but he's been he's been an anchor on this defense all year. I mean, especially, you know, closing out the game, getting two end zone interceptions from Josh Allen. I mean, he he was a very very key part in winning that game. A lot of players were, you know, Justin Jefferson is going to get the shine for that catch, you know, which many are calling, you know, catch of the year, catch of the century. It put People are putting it up with Odell's catch and some of the other catches, the other great catches that this league has seen. But it wasn't the only thing that sealed the game. Patrick Me. Peterson, you know, he was there many times. There was actually one, I think it was on his first interception. Uh, you hear him talk about how, uh, I guess the receiver that he was covering stepped out of bounds. And yeah. He knew that he was in high IQ play. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you don't get that from young players. That is a Hall of Fame heads up awareness from Patrick Peterson. His guy stepped out of bounds. He knew he was ineligible. So then he just goes and plays zone and he picks off the ball. So I got a hot take. Not really a hot take, but it's more of a hot question. So uh Patrick Peterson spent most of his career in Arizona, being one of their best pass defenders while he was over there. Uh, bulk of his career there, most of his achievements have been done there. Now, if he makes a deep playoff run with Minnesota, hypothetically, I know we're getting really early in the season, and I shouldn't be saying this, but hypothetically, we do 
go to the Super Bowl this year. When Patrick Peterson gets to the end of his career, is it now do I retire with Arizona, who I probably spent seven out of the nine years with, or do I choose Minnesota, who I did the last two years with? Well, I think to start off answering your question, I think Patrick Peterson comes back another year, maybe another one after that. I don't think he's ready to hang it up. I don't no, neither do I, but I mean, yet. still, we're only going to get a, probably a, a, a very small percentage of his career. Right, but uh, I think, you know, to answer the other part of your question here, I think, you know, based on what it seems like, I think it's got to be Minnesota because I think he left Arizona with some some pretty bad blood. Well, I think oh, it's yeah, just they didn't want to bring him back. Tell them we played him. Yeah, I mean, and he he'll be pretty open about it too. He's had, you know, it's some bad blood with the GM and with, you know, the leadership of the organization. It's not necessarily on, you know, the players or the fan base. But, I mean, I think maybe toward the end of it, I think his relationship with that fan base kind of soured too. You know, they're all saying he's washed and, you know, he's not really worth it anymore. And I don't know. I mean, it, it's entirely possible. He might go back and, you know, when he when he does go into the Hall of Fame, he might go in probably maybe as a Cardinal just because he spent most of his time. And like you said, he got most of his achievements there. But I don't know. Depending on what we can do here this season and the next couple of seasons beyond, maybe the achievements here, though maybe they were fewer, they might be worth more. Because yeah. Cardinals have never won a Super Bowl either. Nope, and I don't think he was. I don't think he's been around long enough on the team when they did go. Yeah, have the Cardinals ever won a Super Bowl? Did they win one with Kurt Warner or no? One more time. What was that? I don't think the Cardinals have ever won a Super Bowl. No, they haven't. They went in 2009 or 2010 and lost to uh, the um, Steelers because that was the Larry Fitzgerald against Palomalu year. Yeah, no, they've never won a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I don't know. I think he's really, really thriving and enjoying, you know, this part of his career in Minnesota, being kind of almost a coach, you know, to these young players. Well, still being out there and putting on some of his best football that he's put on in years. And I think that was the original intent with getting him over here was that so that he could mentor super, super, super young cornerbacks. Yeah. Uh, but he's mentored and gone beyond. Yeah, I have a feeling if, he, if, if we don't make it to the Super Bowl or if we don't get like at least two playoff wins, I have a feeling he'll, when he does retire, he'll, his, he'll retire his jersey in Arizona. If they give him that luxury, but I think if we do, if we do win and go that far, get at least two playoff wins, I think there's a good chance he might retire with us. We win a Super Bowl, it is. It's a lock, you know. Oh yeah, it's it's a guaranteed lock. If you only you're going to usually retire unless you played like Matthew Stafford, which I don't see him. I see him retiring as a Detroit Lion. I know he got the Super Bowl as an LA Ram, but I he's I. I think it's safe and said that he's going to retire a lion first. Well, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess when you put it that way, you know, maybe, maybe the same can be said about, uh, about Patrick Peterson. But again, I don't know that the relationship with Matthew Stafford and the lions soured quite as much as it did with uh, Patrick Peterson and the Cardinals. So only time will tell him that. Yeah. But I have a feeling there's a, 
there's a lot of players on the Vikings right now that are not even just winning the Super Bowl, but I think they're really trying to cement their legacy this season on kind of uh, – I, like, I hate to say it, I don't think they're all going to retire right away, but, I mean, how many more seasons are we going to get of uh, Harrison Smith playing the level that he's playing? How many more seasons are we going to have Eric Hendricks on our team? Uh how many more seasons are we going to have Daniil Hunter? And uh, I just, I'm not going to put Darius Smith in this conversation, but Daniil Hunter playing at this level. Uh, you, you got to start to wonder um, when when the swan song is getting played. And uh, I think this is really a nice, might be a nice ending chapter to a lot of the Vikings defenders that we do know. And it's nice to have them in a position that they're in right now. Right. Again, it's not saying that they're going to retire this year, especially it's not saying that they're going to retire once we win the Super Bowl. I think a lot of these guys, you know, Eric Kendricks, I think even if even if he has a career outside of Minnesota for a couple more years, which I think is more likely, I think that's what will happen eventually. I think he's probably probably I think he's probably the most likely to have a career outside of Minnesota of our current, you know, defenders. I think, you know, with Daniil, I think we'll probably do what we can to keep him around. Uh Harry, I think he's probably going to retire a Viking. So I think that's, yeah. I mean, th- that's probably out of the question. But I think, I, I, I'm not saying I want to see Kendricks go, but I think, I think he's it's a lot more to likely. give. He might actually, if he he's was shown his age a lot more than any of those guys. But I think it's possible that he might have, you know, a chance to, you know, maybe reinvigorate his career just a little bit if he was to go somewhere else. He may or maybe not even be a starter, maybe be like a rotational guy somewhere. But I can definitely see him still, you know. I don't think that his career is like close to an end yet, but no, you're right. His age has started to show a little bit more. Speaking of former Vikings players, did you uh, see that Linval got signed by Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah we, we, literally, we literally mentioned that on the show. Oh, did we? I must have missed that one. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's him and one other guy. I think and they both. Too, yeah. Yep, they signed two uh, DTs. Yeah. Um. Before we before we uh, end the show, there was another thing that I just wanted to make sure to bring up. Tommy Kramer. Uh, he he had some things to say about Kirk on Twitter, and I thought they were they were definitely worth sharing. So this is a tweet from Tommy Kramer. He says, "Are we sure it's the real? Are we sure it's the real Tommy Kramer, and yeah, not just somebody real- with?" This is the real Tommy Kramer, unverified. You can never, you can never know anymore on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. No, that's true. But this is him. This is what he says. He says, "My takes on Kirk. Number one, he's feeling the pressure better and moving out of the pocket. Number two, taking more chances downfield might be more interceptions, but makes him a better QB. Number three, the fun he's having with his teammates is big. Teammates love it. He's being a leader. Proud of these guys. And that's really where you know." I think that's a good place to end today, you know. Kirk's being a leader. There's a lot of leaders on this team. And, you know, they're just a there's team. There's only one Captain of. Kirk. Yeah. There's a lot of leaders, but there's only one Captain Kirk. That is very true. Do you Amen. guys have anything else that uh, you want to add to this uh, Vikings-Cowboys pregame episode? No. I mean, go Vikes. That's all I got. Yeah. Keep Cooper Rush on the bench and we'll win. <laughs> All right, I like it. We will uh we'll see you after the game. Sounds good. Bye.
All right, and welcome to the after show. You've got me for maybe a minute. I've got, and then I've got to get ready. All right. So the biggest thing here that has gone on, you know, we really wanted to get a show out earlier this week, but we've had some some major technical difficulties. Anchor, I don't know how you review this. Whatever, you got to figure your stuff out. SMH. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, Carrie has been unable to join. We were able to finally get him on an iPad today, but uh, happy to have you here, Carrie. Yeah, I mean, they they want they want they're trying to silence me. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna speak louder and maybe on a different platform. Yeah, Carrie's, Carrie sounds like you're going for two. Try to silence you, Carrie. You silence them. Yeah, maybe maybe Anchor just wants to see me win this uh, game that we're playing, so they're trying to help me out. Well, we're not going to play the game if it's just you. Yeah, we could. I mean, that. Where's your competitive spirit, Austin? Do you really want to play the game when your opponent isn't at their best? Um. Yeah. Go He's for scared. the leg. Don't sweep the leg. He's scared. <laughs> Well, the Vikings didn't want to play the Bills without Josh Allen. I mean, it would have been really, I mean, obviously cool to see Case Keenum again, but. I'm not the Vikings, and Kerry's not Josh Allen. Ooh. You're right. I'm not Josh Allen. I'm insert legendary Hall of Fame quarterback here. Wow. You really sure. stepped it up, man. Indeed. But I mean, the stats... and Austin, Austin's just Sam Bradford waiting in the wings. I'll be Sam Bradford in his rookie season. <laughs> Give me that trophy. The stats don't lie. The stats don't lie, though. Carrie, you're still up. 1210. Yeah. But next uh, week Austin, when I go for I'm gonna go for two on, next week. And then it'll be double digits. Uh congrats on double digits. Thank you. Um, but you know, I'm already look focusing my sights on the twenties. So we'll we'll see you at the top. Right, I mean, or not. We we'll don't see. even have that enough weeks to get to twenty, do we? Yeah, we do. We have enough shows left. Yeah, we do. If I'm at 12, 8, that's four games. Right, because if we do two a week, I mean, yeah, yeah, that'll add up. What if quick I just math. decide quick that math. the game is over? The quick math, which is why I'm great at this game. Yeah, I mean, your 12 points says you're great at this game, so, I mean, good for you. All right, Wait, thanks, for next, the, uh, thanks next for the – Next week I'll uh, be at 13. Yeah, whatever. Thanks for the – <laughs> Thanks for the accolades, but I've got to step out. Go on well, you. All right. Hey, Carrie, before you go, tell everybody what you're doing. Um, I'm in two different – well, not anymore, but I was in two different pit orchestras. One of them wrapped up this past weekend, and now I'm in another one playing guitar for both. Last weekend it was Rocky Horror Show, and this weekend it's Joseph. Wow. wow. Break a leg, man. Uh, well, I know you're going to do awesome. Hey, thanks, Mike. Yeah. Absolutely. This man. kid is nowhere near the Joseph you were, though. Oh, stop. Angela thinks he was really good, but he he was all right. He was pretty all right. Oh, shut up, Angela. I'm gonna send him this tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 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 wasn't nearly as jacked as you were, Mikey. Oh yeah, no, I was. Uh... Yeah, he had a little baby face. He it wasn't believable. Yeah, he had a little baby face, face too. Whatever. All right, later, guys. Let's go. All on. right. Let's go. Let's go.